gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. All right, what's going on, everybody? So, uh, small hiccup there. Small hiccup, small hitch in the giddy up, if you will. Um, we had a, uh, I accidentally set it up to a live stream and was live streaming for a minute. I didn't want to do that. I did not want to do that. I just wanted to create a recording and go from there. Um, so, that's where we're at. It's pay-per-view week. You know I couldn't leave you without something, right? You know, You know I wasn't going to leave you high and dry on a pay-per-view week. Now, did we have a show last week? No, we did not. But I felt like you guys were in good hands last week. There's a bunch of other content creators out there. Plus, we had plays that anybody that listened to the show for any number of years, time, would know that you were supposed to play. We knew there was ones last week that you and I both know in your heart, you were like, I wonder what Dale would think about this. And you knew what to play last week. You knew what to play. And you played it. And if you played them, you won, i.e. Nicholas Dalby. We always bet on Nick Dalby. Every single time we bet on Nick Dalby. And guess what? Plus 330 dog smacks him. I told you before, the Bonfim brothers are frauds. One of them has got to be good, right? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they're both frauds. I'm saying the idea, the idea of an unstoppable tandem of brothers coming into the UFC is not possible. The good genetics, the good skill, the good genes get absorbed into one of the brothers more than the other, which is why John Jones is not in the NFL, right? That's why he's not in the NFL. His brothers were in the NFL, but John Jones isn't in the NFL. Every time you see a group of brothers that fight professionally, one is significantly better than the other. Even though I'm not saying they both can't be talented. Look at the Charlo brothers, right? For those of you that are boxing fans. Not saying they both can't be talented, but Mel is better than Maul, right? And it's by it's a long shot. It's not close. Same thing exists here. The Bonfim brothers. One of them's good. One of them's bad. The good one might have been the one that Nicholas Dalby beat, Gabriel, instead of Ishmael. But... Here's the thing is no matter how good he is, he's still not better than Nicholas Dalby. Nick Dalby, old Nicholas, OG, been in the game a long time, fought over like has fought in a ton of European promotions, fighting Russian, Polish, Georgian, Portuguese killers. You got to have that dog in you to take out Nicholas Dalby. You just have to. You have to. And if you can't take him out, He's going to kill you with cardio, or he's going to find a way to win fight. Ask the Bonfim brothers. So one of the Bonfims was going to lose. We knew that, right? Well, one fight drops. Boom, now we got the other one. And it so happens to be that you're going up against Nick Dalby. Guess what, bro? Fraud check. Fraud check. And you got fraud checked. Not to say you're not good. Not to say we can't win money off you in the future. But plus 330 on my boy Nick Dalby? Danish Dynamite? Bro, come on. Smash that ticket. Smash it. The other one, the other one, our boy Chow taking on Absupian Magomedov. Bro, 
the same Magomedov that just got slept by Sean Strickland is going in there against Chow, Cow, Seow, however you want to say my man's name, Bohayo. The dude that looks like he literally drew on his neck in a mirror with a Sharpie and then went to a tattoo artist and said, do me up, fam. Come on, make it happen. And the guy was like, are you sure you want this? And he's like, yep, just like this. He's like, you don't want me to like give you some fancy, you know, uh, some calligraphy style lettering and like, he's like, nah, man, uh, I, I did this by myself in the mirror with a Sharpie. And this is how I like it. Free spirit on your neck for the rest of your life. You think you're beating that dude in a fight? You think, you think you're beating no regerts? You're going to beat no regerts in a fight? Absupion Magomedov, bro. Come on. Absupion crazy ass name you sound like a you sound like a russian cartoon character absupian drinking a smoothie by the way so you might get the occasional uh slurp effect followed by an even deeper voice but all that to say those were our two plays for this last week we had absupian and we had Gabriel Bonf, or uh, we had Obsupian losing, and we had Gabriel Bonfim losing to our boys Nicholas Dalby and Chao Bahalio. Uh, racked in 11 units profit on the week. 11 units profit. That's a small bounce back. Uh, I did have an LFA play back on Halloween or right around Halloween. Uh, the main event for LFA, both those dudes had high finish rates, and I thought under two and a half might be a play. My dumbass accidentally entered it twice on betmma.tips, which if you don't follow me there, that's the place to do it. Now, addressing the elephant in the room, Dale, why wasn't there a show last week? Uh, I had family in town. So I had family come in to visit, and uh, I I didn't say that I wasn't going to do a show because I thought I would be able to do a show, even with them here, and turned out being a thing I just couldn't make happen. So uh, ultimately, it just didn't happen. I know that's too bad, so sad for you, but again... I felt like you were in good hands. And there's those of you out there going, well, Dale, this is why you need social media. So that way you can tell us. That's not me. That's not me. We're not doing social media here. This is grassroots. This is OG podcasting. We're not doing it that way anymore. There's nothing new under the sun. You listen to the voice. You get the plays. And that's it. Occasionally, you get somebody pretty like Dober. We get a guest on the show. And they want to use it for their platform. And they want the files and all that, that, that. And it's something for you guys to visually look at. Sure. But we're not going to do that just for me. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go sit there in the dark and talk to you on camera just for the sake of doing that and post on social media. Hey, guys, check out the new episode of me sitting in the dark talking to you. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Plenty of good sharp handicappers out there putting out a ton of good content for you. Admittedly, I don't think any of them are better than me, you know, but that's just that's how you got to be, right? You got to have a. You got to have that in you. And, and and trust me, there's some reads that I get wrong. I'm not saying I, I get them all right. But there's a reason why your boy was the best in the game from 2018 to 2020. There's a reason. There's a reason. So the comeback is greater than the come up, right? Here we are. We're up 106 units on the year after being down in the negative at one point in 2023, we are 106 units up. That has doubled your bankroll. If you've been listening and riding play-by-play play this year, you have doubled your bankroll. 
yeah, that's right. I took a pause. I let that simmer for a minute. I let it simmer. 100 units on the year, right? Now, a lot of people, that'd be that. They could say, that's the goal, right? We double the bankroll for the year. But we got we got fights between now and the end of the year. What am I supposed to just take the rest of the year off? You want me to just take the rest of the year? You know what? I'm going sabbatical, right? I got to recharge and reset, come back 2024, fired up, ready, willing, and able, right? Is that what I got to do? I don't think so. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna keep firing all on all uh, on all cylinders and see what's what, right? You know, I, I feel like that's something we're gonna have to do. So, um, that that being said, um, you know, we're 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 gonna push onward and upward here. Okay, it is a oh, it's two ninety five. I put two ninety seven. That, that's dumb. Um, I really thought this upcoming pay-per-view was 295 or 297. Whoops. I'll have to fix that in the edit. All right. So we got UFC 297 coming up or 295. Damn, get your life together, bro. UFC 295 is coming up. It takes place this Saturday. They're at MSG. We didn't get the heavyweight tilt that we wanted. We wanted John Jones versus Stipe. I'm going to go, go ahead and say this now. We never see that fight. That fight never happens. I, I would be, I'm not like shave my beard confident that that fight never happens, but I'm damn near, I'm, I'm real confident that fight never happens. There's just no need for it, especially with the introduction of the interim title further indicates that that fight won't happen because you're not going to have an interim champ and then have John Jones come back and fight Stipe for what? The undisputed belt and then have that person then fight? The interim champ, like you're going to make the interim champ wait another fight. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I just, I just don't think we see it. I would love to see it. I'd love to see it for Stipe. I'd love to see it for John Jones in terms of legacy. I just don't think we ever see it, man. I just, I think, I think we, we got too greedy with that one and uh, it cost us, right? However, we do get Sergey Pavlovich versus Tom Aspinall, which I know all you Tom Aspinall lovers are just full mast, pumped up about Tom Aspinall title shot. Uh, he's got a tall test in front of him with that with the, the White Knight, right? The polar bear. Even though I know, I know Sergey Pavlovich is not the polar bear. I know it's Spivak is the polar bear, um, but I mean he's just a big. Uh, just a big white dude. So I think you just get the, you know, you get the Paul Varlins treatment as a big white dude. You just, you're called the polar bear, especially when you're as white as Sergey Pavlovich is. But that, mug, that mug is translucent. That dude, that guy's like an LED light bulb, man. That guy is white. That guy is white. He's like a fluorescent bulb in a damn hospital bathroom white. You know what I mean? That's, that's, he's real white, real white. All right, so this is what we're gonna do, right? We've been we've been doing targeted plays for months now, and the targeted plays is what has gotten us to the the hundred and six units profit, i.e., doubling your bankroll. For those of you that are not catching up yet, um, I've got a lot of plays. This one, um, now some of them are all kind of intermixed, right? We're still we're still we're still targeting. We're still picking our spots. Uh, so I'm just going to run through these with you, right? This isn't a fight-by-fight fight breakdown. We've stopped doing that because we want to go for the targeted plays. Now, these are in no specific order of confidence as well, 
right? Because this is what happens. This is what inevitably happens. And I hate that I even have to make like these types of announcements, right? We got to keep saying the same stuff over and over again because there's always new people jumping on the boat, new people hopping in the car, new people that are, you know, in the wagon, if you will. They don't, they, maybe they don't know. So we have to say it again, right? I know those of you that know are tired of hearing this, but here's how it is, right? Past performance is not an indicator of future success. I'm on a hot streak right now. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to get reverse swept this event. So if you go in here all crazy because I'm talking and you like the sound of what I'm saying and you go big and it loses, keep that to yourself. I don't care. I'm putting this out here because this is what I'm playing. I'm putting this out there because I hope you win money playing what I'm playing. But whether you follow me or whether you fade me, I hope you cash tickets. And if you don't cash and you happen to be following me, that's too bad, so sad for you. I lost money too. I don't care. Okay? And that's just, I love you enough to tell you, if you lose money betting, that's your problem. It's not mine. Be responsible. Don't be dumb. Yeah? Okay. So now that we're all adults here, Let's talk about some plays that we're absolutely going to smash this week, okay? Kicking things off, I got a parlay that I like. I got a parlay that I like, and this is going to be some stepping stones for some other plays later on. Spoiler alert, get your pen and pencil out. Main event, Yuri Prohaska, Alex Pereira, under three and a half rounds is minus 280, okay? We've got all violence all the time with both these guys. They're going to push a crazy pace. Prohaska keeps his hands super low. Can you do that against a Glory Hall of Fame kickboxing champion? Probably not. Probably not. Especially if that Glory kickboxing champion is trained by Glover Teixeira, who took you to the brink of your life and you secured, I mean, I don't know what the hell Glover was thinking, but you did. I'm not saying Yuri didn't beat Glover. He did, but that was an all-out war. One in which Glover had Yuri hurt multiple times. And don't think that Yuri can't get knocked out because he most certainly can he most certainly can that is a thing and it can't happen so stand by one sound like somebody just tried to walk in my front door hang on Sorry about that. Sound like somebody about to walk in my front door. It must have like they were arranging a meeting with the Lord or something. I don't know what they were trying to do. Um, anyway, uh, it absolutely can't happen. And Alex is the type of dude to send you to the shadow realm. Now, the flip side of that is we saw Alex get knocked out by Izzy, right? I'm not totally sold on Pereira's chin. Now, you can say, well, the shot from Izzy was just, you know, that would have knocked anybody out, blah, 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 blah. I'm just saying I don't love how stiff he is, right? Like, I don't know how well um, Alexa's defense has adapted to the MMA skate. So the awkwardness of Yuri may prove problematic. That said, three and a half rounds gives us 17 minutes and 30 seconds of fighting. 17 minutes and 30 seconds between these two dudes. Coming in at a minus 280. We're going to parlay that. Parlay. Parlay leg that. Man, almost can't get it out. Okay. And we're going to couple that up with a very easy. We're just going to hope for a nice little fingertip layup off the glass here. Tom Aspinall 
versus Sergey Pavlovich under two and a half. Now that's minus five fifty, but that's heavyweight violence. You you look at Sergey, right? We're talking about round one finishes. Okay, we don't even know what round two looks like. Damn sure don't know what round three looks like. So we're just going to hope it happens in round one, either by hook or by crook. He gets himself in a bad spot or he gets the job done. Tom Aspinall has been talking all week saying, I'm just going to go out there and I just got to make it happen. It's heavyweights, right? He's a finisher. I'm a finisher. We'll see what's what. Cool, bro. Let's make that work. You've got 12 and a half minutes to make that happen. Minus 550. That comes back at a minus 166. That's a sweet little parlay. That's a good little ROI right there. So we're going to hammer that. We're going to go after that one. That's the first play. First play. Again, not in order of confidence, but those two props are going to be important moving forward. All right? Let me wet the whistle. Next play. A little plus money action for you here. Dennis Pazuka taking on Jamal Emmers. Now, Jamal Emmers is a minus two and some change favor here against Pazuka. However, you get a New York guy in New York, Sarah Longo, Plus money at plus 155. Fight doesn't go the distance is what we're looking for. Fight doesn't go the distance between Jamal Emmers and Dennis Bazooka. Plus 155. First fight of the card. Hometown guy. He's going to come out and try to kill Jamal Emmers. I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to take a shot. This is the water tester to see whether or not we have an all-violence card on our hands. Because this fight is not slated to end inside the distance. So if we can get a finish here, we got violence on the forefront. And that will be the indicator as to whether or not the rest of the night is going to go the way we want it to or not. So, (laughs) Bazooka, Jamal Emmers, fight doesn't go the distance, plus 155. Now, this is where you guys are going to, this is where I I can hear it. I can hear the rumblings already. Oh, this is just bitter ass Dale. Here comes bitter-ass Dale. Benoit Saint-Denis inside the distance against Matt Frivola. Plus 135. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Freaking Frivola. Drew Dober. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. All that and the fact that Saint-Denis has shown himself to be the patron saint of violence. Right? Now, you could take an inside-the-distance play here if you want. It's probably safe. It's probably safe. However... I'm going to ride the St. Denis wagon. I, I, You guys know me. I have been betting against St. Denis. And maybe this is the jinx, right? Because I've been betting against him and he keeps winning. Now I'm going to try to hop on. Now I'm going to try to hop on. I've consistently bet against this dude. Now I'm hopping on. I'm going to ride the all-violence. He's cost me so much money, I got to see what's what. And I damn sure can't bet on Matt Frivola. Um, my, my heart's just not there yet. My heart isn't there, right? Um, heart money, smart money. But... All that to say, uh, you can play an inside-the-distance play if you want here, but St. Denis to win inside-the-distance plus 135, I'll take it. I think the submission threat's there. I think the hands are there. I think we see what we get here. Um, Okay. All right. Took a little sip of the smoothie there. All right. Next two prop plays. Circle back to the parlay, Okay. However, we're going to knock him down. We're going to we're going to make him a we're going to give it a little less time. Tom Aspinall, Sergey Pavlich under a round and a half, seven and a half minutes fighting. That's minus two hundred. We're playing that. Yuri Prohaska, Alex Pereira under two and a half. You get the minus one seventy five number. So 
Under two and a half for Tom Aspinall, Sergey Pavlich is minus 550. Under one and a half. So just take a round away. Take away five minutes. We're at a minus 200. It brings it down that much. So we're going to try it. We're going to try. So that's where we're going there. Um, so Yuri Alex under two and a half. Aspinall Sergey or Aspinall Pavlovich under one and a half. And then the parlay, same two props, but we're just adding around each one. So Yuri and Alex under three. Aspinall and Pavlovich under two and a half. So those are all that's that's why I set the that's why I set the stage. Okay. Now, if you listen to the show, you already know two money lines that we got coming for you this week. Two money lines we got coming for you. Number one, John Castaneda. We are John Castaneda. This is a John Castaneda podcast. Taking on Hyung Yo Kang. Minus 140 for our boy John Castaneda. It's been a minute since we've seen him, so we're just going to go a little bit lighter on that, but a money line play at minus 140 for John Castaneda. Then number two, you already know, women's science be damned, Lupi Godinez. There ain't a woman on a roster that I've won more money or lost more money on than Lupi Godinez, and I don't care, and I'll I'll gladly accept all your emails, chat at punchlessmma.com. I'll accept all your emails, saying how dumb I am here, but I'm going against women's science and I am playing a women's favorite because Lupi Godinez is a minus 175 against Tabitha Ricci. Now, does Tabitha Ricci have good jujitsu? Of course, she's baby shark, Dale. Of course. Of course she does. And I know you guys all like her. She's a little tiny, cute Italian, Brazilian, blah, blah, blah. Lupi don't care about that. Lupi's out there buying, buying for a title shot. Lupi wants to go out there and make a statement, right? So give me Lupi Godinez, minus 175. Yes, it's woman. Yes, it's a favorite. Yes, I'm playing it. I don't want to hear otherwise. Save it. Save it for somebody else. I don't want to hear it this time. Next money line play, Diego Lopez taking on Pat Sabatini. Plus money on Diego Lopez. I think this line has now moved into the minus territory. It's now the minus 120 area. We locked it in earlier this week. Plus 110. We're playing it there. That's where we're playing it. Plus 110. For our boy Diego Lopez. Now, why is this? Well, I had the pleasure of seeing Diego Lopez fight in person against Mavzar Evluev. And uh, Mavzar Evluev has forgotten more about fighting than Pat Sabatini knows. And Diego Lopez took him to the brink. Pat Sabatini, excellent jiu-jitsu practitioner. I'm not going to say that he's not. Um, and this is not the Philadelphia fade. So I don't want to hear you guys say that. But I think, again... The, the, the jiu-jitsu defense of Diego Lopez coupled, coupled with the hands, Pat Sabatini don't want to be hit at all. Does not want to be hit at all. He wants to get you down on the ground. He wants to try to take your back. He wants to try to choke you out. I understand, um, you know, there's a lot of recency bias with Diego Lopez. But I think it's a good spot against, uh, with, against Pat Sabatini here. I really do. I think it's a good spot. I'll play him here. This is a good indicator of how good is Diego Lopez. If he wins this fight, the ceiling is yet to be reached. If he loses this, we kind of know where he's at, right? We've got a good feeling from here on out what he's going to be capable of. Um, so I'm on Diego Lopez here. I wouldn't, if you see him like at the minus 150 spot, I don't know how much I'm loving that, but I'm feeling pretty dang confident in playing him here, right? Like I like. You want somebody, you want a capper to say, oh, I'm playing these as if I believe they're all going to be minus 500 favorites. That's how confident I am. I, You know, we see, we aim, we fire. If it hits, 
perfect. If it doesn't, we live, we learn, we go another day. Uh, but this is not a max bet. This is like the most I'm willing to bet on a fight is on Diego versus Pat. But, uh, you know, we got chunks on it. We got units. So, and then last but not least, the money line on Alex Pereira taking on Yuri. Let's pick them. I got to pick somebody to win. I got to have a vested interest. Um, Yuri's in a weird spot here, right? Because I, the, the tough part with Yuri is that, like, the dude was the champ, vacated because he got hurt, gave it to a guy who vacated because he got hurt, and now the belt's just floating in the ether. So, uh, lineally speaking, right, the lineal champ is Yuri. So, can Alex do what has only been done, what, five other times and win in two different weight classes? I think he probably can. I think he probably can. Plus, we've already talked about this. This has been this has been foretold in the scrolls for, I don't know, what, the better part of a year now? Almost 18 months. If you rewind the clock, you go back, you go all the way back. This is what we said was going to happen. This is what we said was going to happen. I said that Jamal Hill was going to butcher Glover Teixeira. And then what was going to happen? Alex was going to go to light heavyweight and he was going to avenge Glover Teixeira. Just like just like the plot of Rocky Four, What is Glover Teixeira's favorite movie series of all time? What does he walk out to when he fights? He walks out to the Rocky soundtrack. He, wa- he loves Rocky. The narrative of the universe, if you want to call it that, writes itself. Although, albeit, I believe that the UFC at, at times has felt a little bit more scripted as of late. Um, this, this writes itself. Alex wins this, Jamal Hill comes back, and then we get Alex versus Jamal Hill. He gets a chance to avenge his mentor, right? And this this, this sort of, I mean, you could sort of qual- quantify this as the same thing because, <laughs> because uh, Yuri beat Glover, right? So Yuri beat Glover, he'll be, beat him. You could say this quantifies as the same thing. Um, so the storyline plays regardless, right? The storyline plays the same regardless. Alex goes and he avenges his mentor, right? Creed meet Rocky. Or not Creed. What the hell am I talking about? Drago. Goodness gracious. I'm so dumb. Drago meet Rocky. In this instance, Glover was Apollo Creed. That's where my brain was at. All right. So we'll run it top to bottom real quick for you. Alex Pereira, Alex Pereira money line, Diego Lopez money line, Loopy money line, John Castaneda money line, uh, main event under two and a half, co-main event under one and a half, St. Denis inside the distance, Jamal Emmers, Dennis Bazooka fight doesn't go the distance, and then under three and a half on the main, under two and a half on the co-main is a parlay, minus one, six, six is what we're looking at there. That's it. In and out, short and sweet, 30 minutes. You got it all right here. I love you. I appreciate you. Um, trying to think if I have anything that's not MMA related for you for the time being. I don't. I don't. Um, the news is toxic. Hopefully you voted in your local election. It's the only election that matters. Your presidential vote doesn't count. 
doesn't matter at all. The sooner you wake up and realize that you have no representation in the government, the better. The sooner you wake up and realize that, right? No taxation without representation. I challenge you. Tell me the last time you felt like your government represented you in anything whatsoever. They give us all five to seven talk points and have us fight over this shit and make it seem like it's a big deal. It's not. None of it matters. But it's divisive and it keeps the people talking. They don't care about you. You're not represented. So, vote in your local elections because that's really kind of the only thing that matters anymore. You might get somebody that says, you know what? Maybe we do need to fund a road here. Maybe we do need to put a height restriction on new construction. Maybe we do need to institute some new city parks. Stuff that actually matters on your day-to-day life. Most of the stuff they got us complaining and bickering and fighting about on the news, the shit doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Oh, oh, they're going to institute four-hour ceasefires in Gaza. Bro, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to you. You're sitting in... Des Moines, Iowa, you're sitting in Orlando, Florida, you're sitting in San Diego, California, Syracuse, New York. That doesn't matter to you at all. Oh, we're we're approving $64 billion in funding to Israel. Tell me what vote you could have had at any point in time that would have mattered, that would stop that money from going there. The hundreds of billions of dollars we sent to Ukraine What vote did you cast or could cast that was going to stop that from happening? Nothing. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. You really can't even get mad about the taxes on it anymore because they just print money. They're just printing money. Like, it's not real anymore. Like, it was a a meme before, right? It's all Fugazi, Fugazi, fairy dust. You know, Matthew McConaughey, Wolf of Wall Street shit. But it really doesn't, dude, it doesn't matter anymore. It's all fake. It's all fake. You look at your bank account, you get on your app, and you look at your bank account, and that number is there. That shit's not real. Go to the bank and get it out. And now you have all that money in cash. How can you use it? How can you use that cash? Can you use that cash to pay your mortgage? Nope. Nope. You got to put it back in the digital system and then send it to them digitally as a promissory note. It's not real anymore. Your bank account is nothing more than a social credit score from here on out. That's it. That's it. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Well, there is something we can do to stop it. We're not allowed to talk about it, right? We're not allowed to talk about those things. It's how you end up not being able to fly and, you know, have people hacking into your cameras and watching you in your house and all that kind of stuff, right? We're not allowed to talk about it. But that's the truth of it. That's the real truth of it. None of it matters. You can't stop it. And the way that you can stop it, you're not supposed to talk about it. And good luck finding other people to talk about it with, right? Because if you do talk about it too much, like I have at times, then you get feds in your DMs on Instagram trying to sell you guns. Yeah, yeah. Let's try to get let's try to get Dale to buy to buy guns on on Instagram. 
stupid man. We, we, yeah, I'll meet you. I'll meet you. Let's do a, tra- let's do a, we don't want to get the FFL involved. Let's do a cash transaction. Is that the way it should be? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. I should be able to sell you a rifle and you just have it. Right. That, that's the way it should be. That's not, it's not the way that it is. So, I will render under Caesar, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's at this point. Not because I want to, because because I have to until I'm given the opportunity to live my life differently. And maybe it won't happen in my life in our lifetime. Maybe it'll happen in our kids' lifetime. That's my prayer. Is that if I don't get to see it, at least let them see it, right? Let me plant the let me plant the tree, the shade of which I will never sit under. At least grant me that. Because there is nothing else at this point. We're just we're just treading water. We're biding our time. We're biding our time. And if you an election is not going to change it. It's not going to change it. And that's not, you know, be misconstrued like, oh, that's anti-government talk. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's American talk. It's American talk. Like, it's not anti-government. Don't don't ever misconstrue anything I've ever said on this show. I love this country with, with 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 as much as I can. Right? God, family, country. I love it as much as I can. But it is a one-sided relationship. I love it. It does not love me back. It's a toxic relationship I have with this country. Because I love it. I loved it so much. I loved it so much. I was willing to fight and die for it. And not the land, not the dirt of it. The ideal of it. The idea of a place where anybody, anybody can be, believe, and exist without the oversight of the government and other people telling you how to live your life. Right now, not the first time anybody in in history and be like, oh, we're freaking neo-Nazi Christian nationalist, blah blah blah, right wing tiki torch white boy, this that and the other. That's not it at all. That's not it at all. I don't care. I have my I have my thoughts and feelings about all the makings of the way all this shakes out. Right, eternally speaking ecclesiastically speaking, eschatology-wise, eschatology I got my own thing on how I think it all shakes out. And there's people that agree, there's people that disagree, right? But that being said, far be it for me to say that the same opportunity that was afforded for me, my ancestors, one generation removed from the boat coming over here, right? Having their last name changed with only the coat on their back, my, my, you know, my grandmother... Uh, you know, great grandmother carrying her baby and taking a train from New York City, Ellis Island, right? We're going from Ellis Island all the way to Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. The same opportunity that was afforded to her, to my great grandfather, my great great grand, you know, all, all these people, all all the lippins that made their way across from Hungary to the United States. 
I can't say that's just reserved for us, right? So the idea of you can have a place where if you work hard enough, if you want it bad enough, if you if you desire it, you can have it. Or at least the opportunity to have it. Nothing's guaranteed, right? The opportunity to make it happen. I fought for that. I'll die for that. And I don't care if you're fucking purple, blue, orange. I don't care if you're from Somalia, Mexico, Guadalajara. I don't, I, dude, I don't care where you're from. That's the America that I know. That's the America I love. And that's the America I miss. I miss. If you, if you think that you don't miss America, right? What it is to be American. If you think you don't miss that, watch the Sandlot. Watch my girl. Watch Stand By Me. Watch one of those movies this weekend and tell me you don't miss America. Tell me you don't miss it. Something rotted, something eroded years ago. We let them just inception this shit into us. They took it away, man. They took it away. All these memories you have as a kid. Oh, man, I, me and my friends, we used to ride our bikes everywhere. We used to go do this. I was sneaking out. We were playing in the woods and we were doing all that. It's gone, man. It's gone. And if it's not gone, maybe it could exist. But if it's not gone, they've got you so shook. You're afraid to let it happen. They just cram us into these 10,000 square foot lots. If you can even afford a fucking house, if you can even afford it, they just sandwich you in there and say, be happy with what you got. Put on a Netflix, son. Put on a Netflix. You should care about trans people going into the bathrooms at Target. Bro, I'm married. I've been married for 20 years. We shop at Target all the time. You know how many fucking trans people I've seen at Target? Zero. You know how many have tried to walk into the bathroom with my kid? Zero. You know why that happens? Because the average parent, when they leave the house, what do they say to their kid? Hey, go to the bathroom before we leave. Because I don't want you to, I don't want you to, I don't want to hear I got to pee when we get in the car. So I'm not going into Target, sending in my, 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 my preteen child into the bathroom and then watching for some dude that looks like me. I'm not waiting for some six foot one, 245 pound dude wearing a mini skirt to go in the bathroom behind him. That shit doesn't happen, bro. It doesn't happen, but they got us divided on it, right? You're willing to sit there on Facebook and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell them. I'm going to tell them. Biden ain't taking my guns away. Listen, I'm going to tell you something you don't ever have to worry about. You do not ever have to worry about the standing president of the United States taking away your guns. You don't ever have to worry about that. So you, there's no need for you to fight about that, ever. There's no need for you to pick a fight with a family member, there's no need for you to make your neighbors hate you. There's no need for that. You never have to worry about that. And let me tell you why you never have to worry about that, okay? Here's why you never have to worry about that. Because if you have a president that decides to make an order such as that, you're not going to be the first person they start with. They're not going to pick Tim Smith in Garden City, Michigan, and be like, that's the first guy we're going to go get his guns. 
Now, Dale, you can't say that statistically. Well, I, you know, if you think that's you, you better go play the lottery. That's the that's about the, the, the chance you you have to get it, right? That's the chance you have. They're never going to come take your guns. And we've talked about this before because when they do, they're going to start. They do have to start with somebody. You're absolutely right. They're probably going to start with somebody. It ain't going to be you, but they're going to start with somebody. And they're going to be about two houses in, and then they're going to realize if we were to take this on a national scale, there's no cops left. There's no ATF agents left. There's no U.S. Marshals left. Bro, they ain't got enough people to do something like that. They just don't have enough. Categorically speaking, statistically speaking, they just don't have enough people to make that happen. They just don't. The flip side of that is, is if they, even if they do, guess what? You're the determining factor as to whether or not you hand those over. So you're, I'm not living in an America without my guns. Well, you'll get a chance to determine that when they come to get them. You'll get a chance to determine that, whether or not you're going to continue to live in the America with or without your guns. You get that chance. So this is why I say you never have to worry about that. So quit dividing yourself amongst other people. Find commonality with them as opposed to finding a way to disagree with them all the time and taking hardline stances for the sake of taking hardline stances. You go, hey, blue hair Subaru driver, you feel like your carbon footprint, my carbon footprint needs to be decreased. Your carbon footprint needs to be decreased. You're right. You're right. The government should give us programs to help us with that. Well, here's another thing I think the government should give us a program for. Find a way to fight the enemy together. Find a way to, to, to face this together. The moment you realize they're all working against us and nobody's working for you, the better off we're all going to be. Politicians should be scared to take office. It should be nobody's desire to be a politician, right? To say that, oh, when I grow up, I want to be the president. You know who says that? Kids. Why? Because kids are stupid. And they're idealistic and they don't understand, right? I thought it was funny. There was a meme that went around weeks ago that said, you know, how often do you think about the Roman Empire, right? Here's a fun fact about the Roman Empire. If they didn't like you as a senator, they could exile you. They're like, hey, man, you're not doing a good job. You got to go. Not like we're going to remove you from office. We're not talking about impeachment. We're not talking about disbarment. We're talking about you got to get the fuck out of here. Get all the way out. Go find someplace else to live. In a few years, you can come back and you can try again. That's something. Now we're cooking with fire. Or, again, it used to be a thing, the life expectancy for politicians was not very long. Especially if you were, if nobody liked you. Especially if nobody liked you. But yet, here we are. We have representatives, right? We have elected officials um, that are allowed to serve regardless of time in office, right? So they can serve as long as they want. You could be an old, decrepit, can't even, you know, pay your own bills because you got you can't write, right? So you got to sign a power of attorney to your daughter, but yet somehow you can serve, right? You can serve in an official capacity. You can vote 
on legislative actions in the government. You can do that, even though you don't have power of attorney over yourself. That's a thing. That can be a thing that happens. Uh, you, you're also allowed. You're also allowed to buy and trade stocks as a U.S. as a member of the U.S. government. You can buy and trade stocks. You can literally say, "I can, I can bring up a House subcommittee, and I can say Google's too big of a company. They're a monopoly. We're not going to let them expand anymore." But prior to me doing that and signing that into law, I'm allowed to go and buy go and buy puts on Google, saying that I believe this, the stock price is going to fall, and if it does, I get to execute buys at this price. And then I get to go in and go, "Yep, Google's too big. Vote against out right favor, yay and yay, yay, yay." And then guess what? I get to become even more of a freaking billionaire than I already am, and that's allowed. That's allowed. That's a real thing. You're like, oh, Dale, that's bullshit. That is allowed. That's a real thing that we allow our politicians to do. And not only can they do it, their their spouses can do it. What? What? Is that a fair market for you? It's not a fair market for me. So you can tax it, right? So here's here's the best part about it. Here we go. Here we go. I can invest in the stock market, right? And this isn't a stock market spiel, but I can invest in the stock market since we're talking about it. I can invest in the stock market. I can do all my own research and I can roll those dice. Yahtzee style, baby. I can roll the dice and hope for the best. And if it goes up, if my stock price goes up and I go, well, it made me a little mint here. I'm gonna go ahead and cash out some so that way I can take my my family on vacation or I can build an addition onto my house or I can update my bathroom or I can pay off my car or whatever the case may be. The government goes, cool, bro. Give me 30% before you do that. And you, I'm sorry, what? Oh, capital gains tax, my man. We allowed you that opportunity and that's great. It worked out for you and all, but I'm going to need about a good 30% of that before I give you any of that money. Well, did you did you give me money? Was was your was there risk involved for you? Oh no, 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 no. I guess really the only risk for me was that you would never cash out and just die. I guess, but now that you're alive and you're cashing out, I I win thirty percent. I mean, I know reasonable rate of the return on the market's eight to ten percent, but bro, reasonable rate of return on you and all your fucking dumb buddies is thirty, baby. So pay me. What? capital gains. Now that's with you assuming all the risk. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you can be the husband or the wife of a U.S. politician. And while y'all laying in bed, little pillow talk, what do you got? What are you doing this week, honey? What's, what do you got talking about? Oh, you know, we're going to, you know, I'm really getting pressured. We're going to, we're going to build that. uh, We're going to green light that, that, uh, that semiconductor factory um, over in, Monroe County. We're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to green light that. So, you know, that should bring like 10,000 jobs to the area. And, you know, that company will be able to make semiconductors. It'll be real great for the constituents uh, of, our, of our great state. Um, and then that that spouse can go, well, what's their stock price at right now? Because that's huge news. I mean, they're going to be able to increase productivity by like 30 percent. 
you know they're gonna they're gonna be one of the biggest semiconductor manufacturers in the nation if not the world now now that you're we're, we're gonna let them build a four billion dollar facility in Monroe County what's well, like a yeah, it's like 160 you know what we should do we should buy a bunch of that stock before you do that and then I'll buy calls saying that it's gonna go up and then we'll get to buy it at the lower rate it's a fucking great idea that's can we do that is that, are we allowed to do that? Is that illegal? Let me Google that real quick. Huh. That's legal. That's perfectly legal. I'm going to do... Let's do that. Yeah, I'm going to call Tom tomorrow at Schwab. We're going to make that happen. You said, Dale, that's insider trading. No, it ain't, bro. Not if you're a politician. Yet another way. They don't represent you. It's crazy. So here we are picking fights. Here we are picking fights. Climate change, wind farms, green energy. This is what you do. You're worried about guns, but you you carry you you're, you think climate change is fake? Fine. Who gives a shit, right? Go to your go to your Go to your Allbirds shoes wearing, your your Tom's toting, Subaru driving neighbor and say, who builds these windmills that you guys are fighting for? Company XYZ, winddaddy.com, is that whoever makes it? Excellent. Looks like this is going to go through because the Dems own the House or Dems have the Senate or whatever, whatever case. It doesn't matter. I know the Republicans do, but I'm just saying. Using it for a point. This is going to get passed. Excellent. I'm buying. I'm buying stock there. Then I'm going to take all that money that I make on it, and I'm going to cash it out. And Uncle Sam's going to put his greedy fucking fingers in it and take thirty percent. But I'm gonna take that other seventy percent, and I'm going to go buy an M two four nine. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Well. Well, we speak for like Republican. What about Democrat? Same thing, bro. Same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Find a mutual cause, something you don't care about, because you truthfully you shouldn't care about any of it, and find a way to make money off of it, and then use that to fund your opposition. That's the American spirit. That's the American spirit, right? The Pine Tree Rebellion. England says, we want pine trees. We're going to tax you on them. We're going to tax you on them. The northeast of the United States, those of you over there, we got a lot of pine trees. We got a lot of pine trees. There's a lot of them. And England was like, hey, you want to cut one of them down? Going bad day, you know? We won't tax you for it. We won't tax you for it. So what do we do? We dressed up like the opposition and attacked them. And they said, well, that's not worth it. We're not doing that anymore. Perfect. Be your opposition. Pretend to be your opposition. You can't beat them doing the alternative, right? Me rambling on a podcast for 30 minutes, 30 minutes after talking about MMA is not going to change the world. It's never going to do it. You can't do it the same way they do it. Or I'm sorry, you can't do it doing it differently than they would. You got to beat them at their own game. 
They're better at playing it than you are because they've been doing it longer and they got more money. So either you rewrite the rules, i.e. the Redcoats are coming, if you catch my drift, or you beat them at their own game. Just play it against it, and then they'll change the rules on themselves. Dale, why are we talking about this so much? I'm glad you asked. Because Thanksgiving is coming up, and Christmas is coming up. And this is when you're around your family the most. This is when you're around all of your family the most. This is when you have the family member that may or may not come to these gatherings because they're uncomfortable with the things that you say, the things that you do, the things you believe, the things you put on Facebook, things you put on Instagram, things you put on X, the things that you put on your Tumblr account or your subreddit or this, that, and the other, blah, blah, Reevaluate how much that shit actually matters. And I'm a spoiler alert for you here. It doesn't matter at all. What does matter is your tribe. What does matter is your people. What does matter is your blood. What does matter is your lineage. What does matter is your tradition. What does matter is your heritage. What does matter is your ancestors. What does matter is eternity. What does matter is the things that they cannot touch because they're yours and yours alone. They're yours and they're your people's. That's what matters the most. If you lose your sister, you lose your brother, you lose your grandmother because you're arguing about whether or not people should be able to be addressed by their proper pronouns. These fucking lizards win. They win. It doesn't matter to them. It should matter to you with every fiber of your being, whether or not your uncle, whether or not your cousin, your brother, whether or not that person feels loved and appreciated and valued as a member of your family, regardless of what you believe about these issues, because they don't matter. What matters is whether or not you are there for each other when it matters the most. And when it matters the most is each and every fucking day. Every day is when it matters. Eternity is a long time. You want to live with that? You want all that on you all the time? I stopped talking to my cousin years ago. Why? He was a Trump supporter. I voted for Biden. Does that matter in eternity? Does that matter 20 years from now? Don't get me wrong. People can be insufferable. There are personalities that you just don't jive with. I'm not saying you got to like everybody. That is not it at all. There are some people out there that you just, we just, it's oil and water, bro. We just don't do it. We can't. We just don't do it. But that doesn't mean you can't love them. And you can go into the caveats of what love is, right? And how people have wounded other people in the name of love. That's that's real. We can't pretend that that doesn't happen. People wound in the name of love all the time. That's real. That's real. But I'm talking about this today because this is the time of the year where we have the option to maybe set that aside for a minute and just let people know that while I don't like you and while I don't agree with you and while you may have hurt me 
and why I may have not gotten over this yet or why I may not forgive you entirely for this, or maybe I haven't forgotten about it, even though I have forgiven you for this. I'm giving power back to me and the fact that I love you still or that I allow myself to feel the indifference of it towards you. I'm not going to stay at odds with you over this. Because when I do that, the enemy wins. And you can assign the name of the enemy to whoever you want. It matters. Eternity is a long time. Treat people with kindness, with grace. And you don't have to like them, but you should try to love them or show them love. Let love be through you. The holidays are tough on everybody. They are. It's a high stress situation. It's even more, it, it can even be more so if you feel like, like you're, you're somebody's enemy. So, um, You know, and I and I speak from a position of being a hypocrite in a lot of ways on stuff like this, because there are I mean, there's there are certain people in my life that, you know, maybe I could do a better job on. Right. But I, I try my best. I, I, I just I try I try my best with what I've got skill set wise. I try my best with what, what I've got grace wise and and where I fall short. Personally, me, I pray for more. You know, um, and some days I have it. Some days I've got extra to, to share. And sometimes some days I fall short. I fall real short. But, um, you know, I, I won't I won't argue over the hot button topics with people anymore because they just don't matter. The government doesn't matter. These hot button topics, they don't matter. It doesn't matter. The everyday life, the in and outs of, of existing together as a family, as as a community, that matters. That matters a lot. So. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, we got a great event this weekend. I hope you guys tune in. I hope you cash plenty of tickets. Uh, if you do, feel free to let me know. Chat at Punchlist MMA. Um, I, I would absolutely love to hear from you in that regard. And um, yeah, man, it's just been great. Like I said, have family in town last week. It was nice to see them. And uh, we'll talk again before Thanksgiving. I'm just, you know, I'm feeling I'm uh, I'm a little, little preachy today, so you can get a little extra. You can get 30 bonus minutes, if you will. Not hidden behind a Patreon paywall. Always free, always has been, always will be, baby. <laughs> All right. Y'all be good to each other. Be nice. Be kind. Uh, I love you. God bless you. And uh, we'll talk to you this weekend or next.